Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. We dug up a lot of good dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Listen and learn. Julie Chen sign off last week on Big Brother wasn't a one-time stunt because she did it again for last night's episode and got some major love. So she opened the show by saying, good evening, I'm Julie Chen Moonvez. Welcome to Big Brother. And her words were met with a thunderous show of support and applause. So... She's, is it a live ending? How, how's yeah? Uh, is it well? Last night it was actually taped. Okay, it was taped. Um, but yeah, tonight is a live broadcast. That's live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. But hmm. they had a, a a surprise elimination last night, but it was already taped. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So not not so surprising. No. No. Okay. Taped. <laughs> yeah. Taped, but la, seems the live. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, Drake just filed a shocking lawsuit against a woman who claims he got her pregnant, saying she's hatched a baby scam and made false rape allegations against him. TMZ put these texts out between the two, and in no way does it look like she wasn't involved with him. So he hooked up with her after one of his concert in Manchester, England last year. Uh, the texts show that they're going back and forth for about a month, and he just gets too busy. Once he kind of falls off the map, now she has these rape allegations against him. So I think it's a shakedown. Uh, it sounds yeah. yeah. I believe him that the, I mean you can see clearly that the the feelings were mutual for a while, but the guy's on tour. She was mad that basically he wouldn't take her on tour. So oh, all right. Uh, let's see. Kanye West might be making the move to Chicago alone. Um, yes, he is planning on moving to the Windy City earlier this week. He has purchased a house there, but Kim is not going with him. She isn't moving there full time. She's staying in Calabasas with her three kids. They're in school, and uh, she doesn't want to move to Chicago. Well, so her family's there. Her show's yeah, there. Yeah, her. Yeah. So anyway, I guess they're just going to work it out where he lives most of the time in Chicago, and she's still staying oh. in L.A. She's probably like, "Yes, I'll see you <laughs> in ten days." Exactly. <laughs> Truly, I guess when you have that much money, it's okay to fly back and forth all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's not that bad of a flight. It's a, it's a pretty easy flight. So I wonder where he's going to live in Chicago. I don't know. Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, on TV tonight, we have Thursday Night Football. It's the Browns and the Jets. We have Big Brother Live Elimination. And guys, mm. Jay Leno's Garage is on tonight. <gasps> Shut up. It oh. is the fourth season finale. Whoa. <laughs> That's the latest dirty. Wait, what? The Wait. finale, it's over? Yeah, the fourth season oh, finale. Crap. I mean, it's on CNBC. So go back okay. and watch that. I'll watch on demand. That's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. 
Okay. Appreciate the info. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Be back in an hour. Okay. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Hey girl, hey. Welcome to the six o'clock hour, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. We're a skip and a hop and a jump from 605. Thursday, yeah. one more alarm clock to the weekend. Wow. You there. This week went very fast. It did. With, I can't believe with, it. I know. It's hair. The weekend's here. <laughs> Why well, yes. sound like James Brown? Not quite here, in but almost. <laughs> almost here. Don't get in a hot tub. I will <laughs> gladly get in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, wouldn't that be nice? Get in a hot tub right oh. now, have a glass of wine, oh, and then go yes. back to bed. Yeah, yes, that would be nice with the dogs. I'm, with the dogs. I, apparently, I'm at your house. <laughs> Yeah, apparently you're at my house. That's fine. They didn't come on over. Uh, we'll wake up and Colin will be like, why is Dawn in our hot why tub? Why are you not at your TV show? Yeah, and why, why are you drinking in the hot tub? Yeah, why Why is Dawn in our hot tub with the dogs? <sighs> Dexter's having a cocktail with Dawn in the hot tub. Uh, before we get to the hot dish, I, this is visual and I apologize, but you can see it too if you go to Dax Holtz. Uh, Instagram account, his website, Hollywood Pipeline. Just search for the Hollywood Pipeline. And it's a set of pictures from London of Justin Bieber and um, his fa- aunt, the uh, Miss Baldwin, Haley Baldwin. Yeah. And like the third picture in, and I and I've and I've thought this for a while, and I'm just gonna say it. Justin, please brush your hair. Oh my gosh, I was looking at this exact picture yesterday thinking that is full scumbro. It's just gross. It's you so look gross. He looks oh. like he hasn't bathed since baby baby came out. Oh. I mean, it's just <laughs> please this is just a public service announcement. I like the kid now. I think he's done, you know, I think he's trying to do good in his life. Uh, so I'm just trying to help you, bro. <laughs> and I hate when people call me bro, but <laughs> but bro, please brush your hair. Please so cuz you ugly. look or wash it or something. Cause you and you're wearing like, oh, ha- and the, that little trash stash he has going on. Oh. Oh. It's just you look like you smell. That's something Alexis would say. And then you, you look have beautiful like you ha- Haley Baldwin in all these pictures with him. Oh, oh because the scrunchie's back. <laughs> Look at she's got a scrunchie in her hair. That's the great thing about Lex. You know, we're she picks up on something we aren't even looking at. Like, oh yeah, you're right, Lex. Though there's the scrunchie. That's like, kind of fun but, to see. But those, but those clothes, and I mean, he looks. They this. He looks like sincerely, like he rolled. It's a. It's you know. It's the saying. But he literally looks like he rolled out of bed, and just went outside. Yeah. How your mom is. Like, you look like you rolled out of bed. Well, Bieber looks like he rolled out of bed. Yeah, he I'm, does. It's just gross to me. His hat hair and... Yeah. I would want to look really expensive if I was expensive. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that's, that. That's I how would I would want to dress. I would want... I, yeah. We all want to wear super nice. Like, I'd love to wear a $2,000 suit or something and look really nice <laughs> and get groomed. And but don't you think at some pretty? point that also gets... I mean, he's probably oh, on the absolutely. other end going, you know oh, what? Geez. I'm yeah. in London. Uh, I just want to be here with my fiance and Scrubby and... I, I, I get that, Scrubby. But I'm but I think there's a happy medium between um 
like, you know, hobo chic mm. and uh, no bathing and getting dressed every day. A $2,000 suit, yeah. I, and I get it because, like, I, I wear a suit every weekday of my life. So when I go to Target or, like, right now, I'm in pajamas. I get it, but I'm saying every time we see him now, yeah. he just looks like he I, – I don't even care about the clothes. The clothes are hip. I mean, you know, mm. that's what that's what the youngins are wearing. Yeah, yeah. But it's I'm just, just talking about the, 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 the hygiene. He just looks like he – People used to say it about Matthew McConaughey, remember? Yeah. Well, and believe me, I have smelled Matthew McConaughey, and he smelled like a trash can. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a stinky, armpit-smelling trash can. Mm. Um, so all of those rumors were true. He, I don't think he used deodorant. He, he was nasty. Um, I interviewed him twice in person, and both times he smelled like a walking, talking armpit. Really? Uh, mm. Yes. One for uh, We Are Marshall or Forget the Marshalls or We Are Marshalls or whatever, where he played the coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lex, I think I told you this. It was the weirdest interview setup ever. They had me, they they created a faux locker room, which, by the way, gave me PTSD from uh, from gym class. <laughs> You're like, I don't so, like this. <laughs> no. And they had you sit on the bench, you know, the bench in front of the lockers, like, uh, you know, le- similar to the bench, Lex, where you asked that woman if she delivered her baby vaginally. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so you sat on the bench and then Matthew came out in his coach outfit with his sh- coach short shorts and stood above you. He oh, put I remember like this one- part of it. Yeah. He put one leg up on the bench <laughs> and hovered over you. So like. His giblies no. were all up in your face, which I didn't really care about that. But then he's hovering over you, so so are his pits. And he's walking <laughs> around holding this football, waving it around. Mm. So he's waving around his stench. And it was like he couldn't have been nicer. So it was the weirdest thing. I loved him because he was yeah. funny and he played and he answered questions. But Lord have mercy, as they say in the <laughs> South. It smelled like an armpit, Ooh. a very hot armpit, a very Ooh. attractive armpit. No wonder he likes to be by the beach playing the bongos. Yes, but I'm just saying sometimes you those dip rumors, in the ocean, you know, and just yeah, rinse it off a little. Ugh. I mean, sometimes those rumors about stars smelling, mm-hmm. sometimes they're true. That's yeah. what I'm saying about Bieber. Bieber looks like it smells right now, and I and I, I want him to bathe. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Shooting you very much. Star. <laughs> I don't Shooting want any star. awkward <laughs> moments. Do you think it was just supposed to be an immersive experience for you as the reporter? They wanted to give you the full, it was like a costume ma- with smell, like scratch and sniff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You know, because the coach, yeah. And then the other time issues. was, the other time, I forgot what movie it was for. It was the early 2000s. He did all those rom-coms. It could have been the one with Kate, uh, Kate uh, Hudson. I don't know. But the other one was a typical setup. Oh, with, yeah. Yeah. The other interview Ten was... Ten Things I Hate About You. Or, no, no. No, that's another one. That's with Heath Ledger, I think. It has a number in it. It does. 4,000 dates or something? No. <laughs> oh, I, hold on a minute. Now, damn it. Kate Hudson. No, um, let's do it. Let's do a search on the internet. Let's Google some shit. How to lose a guy in 10 days. I'm sorry? How to lose a guy in 10 days. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were right, Lex. There was a number in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So close. But that was a typical setup, and he, I could still smell him. I, he was in a chair across from me, and again, wow. a really attractive armpit is what he smelled like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
612. When we come back, uh, we're serving up some hot dish. Alexis is going to tell you uh, if she likes American Horror Story any more than she did last week. Uh, and then I have um, a kind of uh, bitchy, dramatic meow update to that Emmy proposal. We'll tell you about all of that when we return. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Here's Conan O'Brien. Spokesperson for Sesame Street said that Bert and Ernie do not, I repeat, do not have sexual orientation. Spokesperson then added, but Big Bird is really into Asian chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk Metal 71. Uh, I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. Oh, by the way, She-Ra came out yesterday as well. She's a lesbian. Oh, Just my yeah, yeah. She-Ra's a lesbian, everybody. So, wow. Yeah. Very <laughs> big news. Uh, I'm in the kitchen. I have an apron on. I feel like Donna Reed. I'm serving a delicious pork, pork hot dish. It's really a hot dish. Hot oh, dish. my it's a good thing I brought my leather oven mitts. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Maybe you sprinkle some crushed potato chips on top and snazz it up. It's hot. It is a big life question. Did Alexis Thompson try to watch American Horror Story Apocalypse? For another week. Alexis, what's the answer to that life-altering question? Keyword try there, Jace. Mm. Woof, woof. That was a hard one to get through. Was it a turd? Yeah. A turd sandwich? Guys, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to a third. You know, we try to give don't it a good it. full taste. But there's the, the thing that's keeping me is the mystery of... So, uh, it's called Apocalypse. Uh, the world has ended, mm-hmm. but they're in yeah. this bunker. Um, yeah. With Kathy Bates and um, Paulson, What's uh, Sarah, Paulson. Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Thank Paulson. you very much. Uh, they and they they have this community below ground that they're uh, keeping these people alive. And so they have they have rules about food, about sex, about a whole bunch of different things. And um, so the mystery for me is is what's going to happen to these people and how are they surviving? Turns out they they do have some communication with the outside world um but the the last night the rubber man uh, returned from season one yeah the latex sex oh my god what's he demon person oh there was some sexual things going down and then something happened after that and you're like wait a second is someone delusional or was it the person in the suit the whole time but Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Body wise, it wouldn't work. And then Kathy Bates, there's an, she gets injured in some way, and she's oozing not blood but something else. So it just there was a lot of things that just looking up, going, wait a second, With strawberry jam? What is she oozing? What? No, it looked kind of like um, 
mucusy, snot-like consistency. Did you want to know this? I was hoping she'd say Don cream cheese. Yeah, no. Ooh, thanks, Don. <laughs> Hashtag thanks, Don. I, I don't want cream cheese. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Nope. Yeah. There's ew. a lot of, oh, yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> just in general, there's a lot of sexual undertones to, to this season. And beca- because it's later, you know, it's 10 p.m. here locally, they can yeah. say a lot of bad words. And I still oh, kind yes. of like flinch a little bit when I see it just because, well, you know, it's, you're not supposed to be doing that, but mm. they can after at that time. So, um, but uh, guys, it's, are you done? It's not good. It's not good. Are you done with it? I'm hoping to be. I tried half an episode and I was like, Bleh. me too. It was, Dawn, I'm with you. Both of you. I yeah. could not get, it was Laughable. right before the Emmys and I'm like, Okay, I don't want to watch the Emmys, and I don't want to watch this, but... <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting further in the season than you, than than us? you guys. The last season was Usually, so bad. Ooh. I'm the only one that finished it, and yeah. it was so bad. I've Oof. liked every other season for some in some way, yeah, and ooh. last season was so awful that it really turned me off to the whole series. And now I see the... I don't know what they're trying to do. Is it like they're trying to do campy... Be horror, but it just comes off as bad acting to me. Mm, uh, uh, yeah. Don, it's true. Ding, ding, a ding, ding. Like, what are I'm they right doing? I don't get uh, it. It's like Sharknado, and that that evolution happened. I think after Jessica Lang left, it's gotten. Yeah. It's almost a caricature of itself. Uh huh. It's gotten. It's and I think it's also. I, I don't know. I should be able because he's an actor, but like I can't take Billy Eichner seriously Mm-mm. as a dramatic person. I, I, I it's just it's almost campy, and and I Billy and I Lord get that is it's, bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I and get that there's supposed to be a, a little. I, I get that it's supposed to be a little camp, but it's just. I said it off after week one. There's nothing horror about American Horror Story. It's not scary at all. It's just Mm-mm. stupid. It's it's levels of ridiculousness that I just find insane. Now, I will tell you, uh, there is a show coming. If you want to be scared, you should watch. Okay, Okay, what is it? And uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Now, I would play a little of the trailer that dropped yesterday, but the visuals are the prize. So it would be lost on all of you fine Mm, folks listening. All I can tell you is, please, if you are a fan of the horror genre, genre, scary crap, I think Netflix has a winner here. A winner, winner, scary chicken dinner. Is it Mm. a series or a movie? Series. Ooh, girl. Series. I gotta check that out. Ooh. It looks really good. Do we know Here. some of the actors in it? Or uh yes. There's a there's a few you will recognize. Uh one of them is um I want to say Timothy Hutton, and I think I'm right on that, but uh uh, let's see here. Where's my yeah? So let me tell you what it's about. Why I'm looking for the cast. It's about it's a modern reimagining of the book. A lot of you maybe have read the book about five siblings who grew up in the most famous haunted house in America. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. and it uh, it's just frightening. The visuals are intense, and it looks like if you yeah. I'm very excited. Mm, cool. Because I like a good scary thing, and uh, Netflix 
hitting, firing on all pistons. So I'm watching the trailer now. I think okay. it is Timothy Hutton. I'm just trying to get to the and Carla, um, Carla, she was in a lot of the the. It uh, is Timothy Lava, Hutton. Yes, is it, it is Timothy yes. Hutton. Yeah, mm-hmm. Timothy Hutton is. Him. Yeah, I do too. And then Carla Giancomi, not San Giancomi. That's someone else. But she's been in like she was in. <laughs> I, I loved her in Son in Law. I can't think of her last name. Let me look up the cast because now it's going to drive me crazy mm-hmm. before we have to do Son in Law cast. Like Gino? Yes. Yeah, Carla. She plays the mom. Carla looks like Gugino. Yeah, who's been in a ton of things. I mean, she's been, she was in Watchmen and San Andreas and Sin City and mm, Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. She was the mom in Spy Kids. She's the mom in this too. So, Ooh. so the Haunting of Hill House, everybody on Netflix. If you're looking for something scary, hey guys, the di- dri- diaper drive continues today at the General Store of Minnetonka from nine to six. Uh, come out and see us. Bring diapers and wipes only. Thanks to Ungerman Restoration. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this. My talk one. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Topping Google Trends and Entertainment, Sony officially announced on Wednesday the first five of 20 games that will come out preloaded on the PlayStation Classic. The version's coming out December 3rd, just in time for Christmas, and it's a mini version of the original. Also trending, LeBron James isn't just heading to L.A. He's going Hollywood to star in a long-rumored follow-up to the 1996 hit film Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam 2 was officially announced via an Instagram post and uh, it's a produ- production company that is running it put this out uh, looks like Bugs Bunny's going to star in it and it's going to be directed by the guy who directed Black Panther which is really excited his name is Ryan Coogler and on Twitter we have the hashtags uh, National Pepperoni Pizza Day and Thursday Thoughts those are the latest trends you can find more at mytalk1071.com now you know what we know See more at mytalk1071.com. More hotness for you. Coming up on 632, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Thanks for being here. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. Chevy Chase is uh, in the news. He did this interview. Remember the whole thing. I mean, uh, other outlets are pulling pieces of the interview which prompted me to want to read the whole darn thing and I did last night before I went to bed. Ooh. Wow, he's not holding back, is he? No. no. <laughs> he's it's in the Washington Post. The main headline is Chevy Chase can't change. And then the subheadline is the 70-year-old, 74-year-old comedy star is sober and ready to work. The problem is nobody wants to work with him. Mm. Oh no! Ouch! Ooh! Yeah. yeah, that's 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 how the article starts. Yeah, I wonder. Bottom lining it. I wonder. I wonder how Chevy feels about the headline. Well, he doesn't hold back. He never has. I'll go through some things that I was that caught my attention. First of all, he taught. Let's let's discuss his feelings on the current cast of SNL. He said, uh, first, he goes, quote, first of all, between you and me and a lamp lamp post, geez, I don't want to put down Lauren or the cast, but I'll just say maybe off the record, I'm amazed that Lauren has gone so low. I had to watch a little of it, and I just couldn't effing believe it. Uh, Mm. Is he talking about Weekend Update specifically? No, he's just talking about. Because he started it just. 
No, he's talking about this SNL in general. And he said the reporter reminded him that SNL is still watched by millions of people. <laughs> Just won an then, Emmy. And then Chevy said, quote, that means a whole generation of S heads laughs at the worst effing humor in the world. You know what I mean? How could you dare give that generation generation worse S than they already have in their lives? It just drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, and then he goes on. And people don't want to work with him? No. No. Uh, but then he goes on to talk about individual cast members. Uh-oh. And the, the reporter asked him, when was the last time he felt SNL was funny? And Chevy says, quote, I'd have to say that after the first two years, it went downhill. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's a long time to suck. Yeah. Is that when he uh, left? Is that why he yes. Yes. So he yes. left after year one? He yeah. left after year one. But um, and he said, so then they started talking about individual cast members. Reporter said, what about Will Ferrell? Uh Chevy responds, just not funny at all, and makes $25 million a picture. Tina Fey, Chevy says, quote, I liked Tina. I didn't see what all the fuss was about. She was good. Kristen Wiig, oh. I like, he writes, I liked her a lot. She had two things going for her. She had clear-cut chops, and she was pretty, too. But what happened to her? Where did she go now? Uh, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> quote, I thought Eddie Murphy was funny. Gumby, uh, that was good. I found that funny, and people love that. Stevie Wonder, he did well. Uh, it's not that hard for uh, Christ's sake, he writes. I, not my words, his. Your uh, skin's the same color. You put on some sunglasses, and you do it. What? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Your skin's the same color. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, just talking saying, about Eddie's imitation, imitation of Stevie Wonder. Of Stevie. Yeah. Gotcha. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, he's bitter. Ooh, what a. Has he always been like this? Mm, yes, he's I always think been so. like this. Crabby and he's but always not this had a, bad, right? Ugh, I guess no, so. not quite this bad. And then he reveals that you know he they don't want him to come back and host. Lauren does not <laughs> want him why. to come back and host. The last time he did was in '97, and he said he came back in year two or three to host, and he got into a fist fight with Bill Murray. Well, yeah, that, that so would, he is that would he is not cancel your invitation. He is only popular with a few. I shouldn't say that. He's popular with, the, with according to this article, a few former cast members. He's a big fan of Dana Carvey. Okay. Uh, and he likes Martin Short. See, I they don't work. really think, I'm not really, that's, I don't really think Dana Carvey's that funny. It's oh, all, see, I like Dana Carvey. It's okay, I think, but I think it's he's not one hilarious. of the, Yeah, I think, I actually, yeah, I, I actually think Carvey is probably one of the better SNL cast members of any generation. And here's the thing about SNL. And I've said this before, even out of the context of Chevy Chase's observation. Everybody thinks that their generation of SNL was the best. Mm-hmm. And and there there are always the show ebbs and flows. I remember when the Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry generation started. Yes. I thought it was awful. I was like, ugh, because we had just come... I had just come from my generation, which spanned, in my opinion, uh, the John Lovitz, Phil Hartman, then into Adam Sandler and Farley. And so that was my and, 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 and uh, Spade. So I had that. That was my sweet spot. So when the Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry cast started, I was like, ugh. You're yeah, never see, gonna and they're, they're my favorite because 
for exactly the same reason. Yes. That's when I watched most. Yeah. And then a lot like Collins is the Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler era, which is probably my third. It's right up there, too. I love that era. But my point is, everybody, do you know how Lauren Michaels just sits back and laughs at this crap? Because do you know how many times this show has been written off Mm -hmm. by TV writers and people like us and, and even fans? Every everybody has said it. One, oh, SNL sucks now. And yeah. then you give it, you give it three or four years. The cast cements, the cast gels. I mean, the reviews for the Tina Fey generation, uh, the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph years, they were horrible. The, yeah. the reviews in the first couple of years, nobody liked them. The Kristen Wiig years, and then boom, Kristen what Walker. happened? Yeah. Then you got, then then you got. Uh, Debbie Downer, and then and you got uh, uh, Mom Jeans, and you got you know the the Kotex Classic, and <laughs> you got classic bits that, and then Tina came back to do Sarah Palin. It's it's just so it's just, I think Chevy is looking a little too much in the mirror when he says the show hasn't been good since year. He one. sounds old, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He's being sounds a like I just like comedy from way back when. You know, I don't really, when I go back and watch some of that, I'm like, mm, not that funny anymore. Well, like, I mean, uh, Kristen Wiig to me, super funny. Kate mm-hmm. McKinnon, so funny. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I just, I don't think it should be generational. I just think he doesn't get it anymore. How about he that? He doesn't. No. And he doesn't. And he doesn't know television. The One of the golden rules of television on a long running show like that is reinvention. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the only absolutes is reinvention. You gotta you you gotta change with the times, and and SNL has done that. Humor humor changes, culture changes. Um, you, you gotta keep innovating, and you gotta you gotta change. I mean, you look at a show like the Oprah Winfrey Show. That's a really good example, other than SNL. Talk about a show that spans a couple, uh, you know, de- various decades. Oprah started off trashy. Mm-hmm. You, you know, my mom married a, a KKK member or skinheads on parade. You know what I mean? Uh, she did scandalous topics like that. Because that's what was popular at the that, time. Yeah, that's what she needed to get. They needed to survive and get ratings. And then the show evolved. And mm-hmm. then she started doing more uh, serious topics. And then the show evolved again, like around uh, year 19, where she wanted to have more fun. So that was the Oprah's wildest dreams. My point is. Chevy doesn't know what he's talking about. You, you, you can't just uh, pause in time and keep looking back on, oh, that was great. Well, yeah, it was great. Gilda Radner was great. Chevy was great. Dan Aykroyd was great. But there's a reason the show is still around, and it's because the show has changed with the times. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Any other takeaways from this article that were a little, ooh? I I think that was, I that's think the, that big, was the that's biggest the ones. Yeah, I mean. So he's no, not working at all. No, no one. I mean, the, the, the sub headline isn't joking. Very few people. He's not getting offers. Hell, Lauren doesn't want him back on SNL. <laughs> so well, I'm sure he won't be invited after this interview. No, actually, he no. Cemented that. no, 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 no. Actually, I'm so glad that you said that. Uh, then we'll put a, a bow on this. Lauren laughs. Lauren, can you please this crap? Like I said a, a couple minutes ago. All of this criticism rolls right off of Lauren. And Lauren was asked about Chevy. And Lauren goes, oh, please. Lauren doesn't consider it fighting. He doesn't care what Chevy says. He's like, I'm not fighting with Chevy. 
He's like, you know, Chevy's uh, comes from an era when, you know, you said crazy crap like that and you can't say crazy crap like that anymore. <laughs> but he will goes, he invite him to No, host. probably not. Probably yeah, not. not again. But I'm <laughs> saying, but the, the fighting, uh, Lauren doesn't. Are you kidding me? That's uh, Lauren Michaels has nothing to worry about. Mm, no. Yeah, I mean, please. I mean, he, he produces a late night. He does the Tonight Show, SNL. <laughs> you think, Yeah. He looks good for, I don't know how old he is, but on the Emmys, I was like, man, he really takes good care of his skin. Yeah. He doesn't look like the Crypt Keeper, which is, he's about that age, you know? I know. He looks great. Yeah. He looks great. (laughs) Seven, uh, I'm sorry, 642. I want to know this. You want to know this. We've heard of helicopter parents, but what's a lawnmower parent? (laughs) Alexis is going to tell you when we come back. And now a really ridiculous and most likely offensive moment from Pat Robertson. 30% 30% of women yeah. are involved in pornography. Yeah. This has been a really ridiculous and offensive moment from Pat Robertson. Mm. 30%. <laughs> Let what? that sink in for a second. Pornographies. <laughs> That's right, pornographies. And now, a really ridiculous and most likely offensive moment from Pat Robertson. Most gays, if they're having a wedding, don't want pizzas, they want cake. This has been a really ridiculous and offensive moment from Pat Robertson. Let me just say, as a gay, as he referred, uh, as a gay, I like both pizza and cake. Thank you very much. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 648, you are listening to the musical stylings of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Complete... With Don McLean of the Cincinnati McLeans. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, yes. I, uh, I, I'm very curious. What is a, what is a, uh, and I know what a helicopter parent is. Yeah. I think I do, mm-hmm. right? I think we know. Don't we know what a helicopter parent is? Oh, yeah, yeah, you hover. You hover around. Yep. We have a helicopter boss, too. We have that B. Arthur hovers around the show, just criticizing. No positive reinforcement. But anyway, so there's a new type of parent, though, right? Yes. Yeah. This The headline, lawnmower parent, got me. Because uh, I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? And we, our teachers, shared it on their Facebook page. USA Today picked it up. And basically, a lawnmower parent um, is, is, is a parent who mows down... All of their children's challenges, discomforts, and struggles. And I just want to read this quote from it. Yes. And here's the warning that weareteachers.com. This line just got me in two lines. Here they are. In raising children, we are we have experienced minimal who have experienced minimal struggle. We are not creating a happier generation of kids. We're creating a generation that has no idea what to do when they actually encounter struggle. And that's what, bottom line, what the, what they're saying and what could happen if we continue to be lawnmower parents. Lex, what was the story you brought? It's funny. This is the second type of story like this. What was it yesterday? It was either you or Dawn that talked about kids signing a petition to never, uh, to they don't want to speak oh, in that classes. Was Steve oh, Steve Patterson. Steve right, Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. What, okay, what was it? What, what was the story? It was so, like, should we should we make kids get up and do public speaking? It's it's traumatizing the ones that are introverts. It's just, should we force them to do that? The anxiety. And it yeah. just really got trending. Some people yeah. think, no, you shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, this oh, is another yeah. example of that for sure. Sorry, kids. I have no, no. I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. 
Because I already think, and yes, I'm breaking my own rule. I usually don't like to talk about parenting if I'm not a parent. How, but I will step my toe in this one. I'm sorry. I, I fear that we're raising a, a percentage of children, not everybody and not every parent, but we're raising kids that will have a deficiency in the ability to communicate with other human beings. I really do. Yeah. I see it all. I, I, I think we are going to be on all we're doing. And I'm guilty, too, as a 44 year old. We're just looking at our damn phones. Yeah. And we and we're not engaging. And, and that's one of the things I, I, I've said it before where I really want to thank. It's one of the many ways my mom was just so good. Oh, was that she as an only child, she really wanted she didn't want adults to dread my presence. Meaning, if my mom and my dad brought me to something, she didn't want the adults at that given function or that particular event to roll their eyes at the thought of me arriving. She wanted me to behave myself, and 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 she brought me around a lot of adults, yeah. so I knew how to behave myself, and not only behave, but I knew I, I was forced to learn the skill of communication, of, of talking right. to right. adults. This but, was before iPads. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but th- exactly. Think about the, the different distractions now and how Absolutely. hard that can be. Yeah, you know, I get it. With the phone and the iPad and, and yeah. Because there's Oof. the other side of the coin, too. I never, I just like my mom taught me those lessons, I've referenced this before. My friend Michelle... Lex, you've met Michelle. She's my uh, she's my teacher friend. I call her. Michelle is also what I also call my anchor friend. Yeah. No matter the period in your life, whatever period, you always had that friend that centers you that has no problem telling you all about yourself. Michelle has always been kind of my big sister and puts me in my place. And I am younger than she is. I'm I am kind of like her little brother. She never really wanted. But Michelle taught me, inadvertently taught me a lesson. I went to go visit her in Indianapolis about three years ago, and we met at a park. I, we only had a few hours, and she brought her two kids. And Michelle is, was a Montessori. She is, is, is an educator, was an educator. And we sat there on the bench, and we're talking, and I look over, and Michelle goes, are you looking at my kids? And I go, yeah. I go, Mish, I just can't believe that you're a mom. Like, the fact that we're in, at that point, we were in our early 40s, or we were just cracking 40. I go, Mish, we're in our late 30s, early 40s, and you, you have made offspring. Those like, you, you have children's. And she, she was, yeah, and she was, and I'm, she was, Jace, look at that. They're both over there sitting there on their iPad and she goes, I'm, I feel like a bad parent, but I just don't care. She goes, because sometimes that iPad presents me with three minutes of peace or 10 minutes of peace. And I, and I, 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 the fact that I still remember that very, that moment probably meant nothing to Mish, but it changed my judgmental self. When I see that, when I see kids on iPads, Though I, when I see it at at a restaurant for the whole meal, I do kind of go ugh. But it stops me from judging because I do think about that poor parent, and I think of what Mish said that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes that iPad presents an hour of peace for those poor parents, and yeah. 
Yeah, they give some other balance. examples of um, this lawnmower parenting, and a lot of teachers and parents have shared it. One woman says that uh, a, a parent came in and asked the teacher um, that if someone could go to the cafeteria with her kid to blow on the lunch when it's too hot. Another example of... <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are very <laughs> ridiculous things that parents are asking uh, because they don't want their child to experience any type of discomfort. Another parent says that she... Uh, a teacher said that a parent called in and asked to schedule a makeup test when the student clearly is old enough to request to time him or herself. Yeah, that's... these. Yeah. They are going to be woefully unprepared yeah. for disappointment in their life and, and are, hardship. are they blocking the path to adulthood? I mean, at some point... Oh, I can answer that. Yes. Nice. <laughs> they won't want to do any jobs like wipe our butts when we're old. That's my problem. Oh, there's that too, Don. I'm so scared. <laughs> what do I do? Oh, my gosh. Don, I'll, I'll wipe your butt if we're oh in the same gosh, home. Oh, my gosh. We all need to live together in the same little yes. apartment and take Dawn, care of each other. If we're both... In, if we're in Sunset Acres together... Yeah. I make this promise. If I have more mobility than you, <laughs> yeah, I'll wipe you. Oh, thank you, Alexis. <laughs> oh, I got a goal, guys. First choice. Second choice. You're a boy. You're a boy. You're a boy. That's the I'm only reason. Gay. It doesn't count. <laughs> what? It does. It does. <laughs> I'm hurt. We'll be oh, right no. back. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.